Hello, we're live at Cinespection. <laughs> I think my internet's really not good today, so we'll see how this looks online. Um, welcome to another exciting episode. Uh, what's up, John? How's it going? It's going all right. Excited to talk about an 80s classic that I'd never seen before until recently, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, look, I, I was... Uh, the movie, of course, is uh, Willow, starring Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer. And a whole bunch of people that I did not recognize from other movies. Yeah. Um, uh, as as a kid, I was completely obsessed with this movie. Like it was, I was like, like because back then, like there was no Lord of the Rings. There was no, you know what I mean. Like it, this was like the high fantasy. Like yeah, this didn't really had. exist. I mean, in some ways, it did. There were some things in the eighties, but um, yeah, not like this. This was kind of Princess Bridey, but a little bit more serious. I would say is like well, that, pretty the dark that too uh, and pretty yeah. dark right like i was that's why i wrote in the title of the video like it's dark fantasy like there's some really violent things happen in this in this movie and it's kind of like played off for laughs like haha you know the, like like the monster's head exploded what like you know, it's like it's pretty violent yeah it, it's a interesting movie and it I don't know. It has a very distinct 80s feel and we'll talk about that, but it also has a very distinct Ron Howard feel, which I was kind of, I was excited and concerned when I saw that Ron Howard directed it. So Well, Ron Howard is the most like hit or miss director of them yeah. all. Like the guy can do like, um, you know, uh, uh, a beautiful uh, mind, beautiful mind. Exactly. Or he can do rush. Did you see rush? Uh, yeah, I saw Rush. He shot That's that all cool. on a Canon D35 or something. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he can do those, but then he goes and does like solo and he does uh, like, for example, you know, not that the source material is the best thing in the world, but I feel like the Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons were better books than what the movies ended up being. Like, Way the, movies were just, the movies were just not very good. No. Um, and a lot of it felt sort of lazy, like it just buried like by committee. He didn't really try. Um, yeah. He was like, oh, I'm getting the shooting locations and that's it. So, yeah, I mean, he's 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 a fantastic director. Apollo 13 is another good one. Cocoon is another good one. Like he has many good Back ones. But then, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he has like it's funny because everybody knows who Ron Howard is like and not for bad reasons. Usually it's a good reason, but he doesn't have that. Given how many movies he's made, which it's a shit ton, he 47 to his directing credits, uh, he doesn't have that many really good movies, right? Like no, yeah, he's he's pretty hit or miss. Um did you see that one that was like a Moby Dick kind of thing? Um uh what was the name? The Heart of the Sea or something about a whale. Oh, I, I've heard of it, but no, I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Um yeah, so he goes around. He does great things. He goes bad things. By the way, are you seeing like my lighting just go in and out? Yeah. Oh god. Well, that's what the episode's gonna be. Um, sorry, sorry. I got new internet. Um, new house, new new background, everything. So, um, okay. Well, let's let's go like like in general. You like this movie, right? Yeah, it, it is a retelling of like it starts as a and i told you this is like a retelling of moses right like there's this prophecy and like the baby is gonna bring the end of day or the end of days for this kingdom so 
a, a handmaid like steals the baby, puts it in a basket in the river, pushes it, that person dies. And then this baby is picked up by uh, the next part of the story, which becomes like Fellowship of the Ring almost, but with a baby. Well, the baby becomes a MacGuffin, yeah, and everybody yeah. wants the baby. And Warwick Davis, who, okay, I mean, I feel like the 12-year-olds that might watch this might be like, who? It's like Warwick Davis is like awesome. Like he's he's like the king of like he was in Star Wars, he was in Harry Potter, he was like he he's been like all over the place. This movie, like I was watching, and I was like, I'm sure George Lucas was like filming Return of the Jedi, and he was like, Hey, you don't you want me to like put you in front of your own movie? You know, like because yeah. Warwick Davis was a little was I think it was like, he was a kid when when he was making Return of the Jedi. He was like, hey, why don't I make a movie with you? And then it just, the Turn of the Jedi yeah, came out in 83, well. right. And then 89, 88, this movie came out. Um, they must be best pals. He's also, Warwick Davis, he's also in episode one. He has a really short cameo. Did you, have you catched that? I mean, I think that? that if you're younger, you would know him from Harry Potter, right? Like, well, yeah, but the, you know, the last Harry Potter movie came out in 2010. So, I guess it's been that long. <laughs> it's been that long. Some people yeah. were born the the year uh, Harry Potter came out, and they might watch this video. So, um, oh, he was in uh, Solo as well. That's interesting. Was he and he Rebels? Was Solo. Okay, so he's a Star Wars guy. You know, yeah. One of my Yeah. So in this movie, should we? Do you want to do John explains the plot with my bad internet? Yeah, yeah. We can we can do the John explains the plot. Okay. Yeah. So where I left off was this person uh, named Willow gets this baby and it's like they change the names of people and um, but it, it's kind of like Willow's people are, are kind of like hobbits. They're close to hobbits, I would say. And they yeah, live, yeah, they, they live in their own little town. And yeah, their own Shire-ish and, area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, and, also very Luke Skywalkery. You know, they 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 keep themselves and they get yeah. thrown into this bigger deal. Yeah. And the baby that was prophesied to kill the queen, um, inadvertently, like I guess, is the downfall of the queen, which is kind of like Harry Potter esque in its uh, in its like prophecy type thing, right? Where it's the baby isn't the thing that kills the bad witch or whatever she is queen it's the baby turns the queen's daughter on her with which then causes her downfall but overall he meets val kilmer's character who is locked up in a cage who is a when they're taking the baby back to where it's from uh i guess he's an outlaw i don't know what you would describe him as he's a swordsman for sale Who's a drunk? Yeah. So he's like, yeah, a drunk swordsman for sale. Um, and he basically, yeah, he basically takes and uh, convinces Willow to 
to let him free, and he will take the baby and protect the baby. And Willow uh, doesn't want to, but eventually, like, agrees. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Oh, finally. Okay. Yes, eventually. So that that, that I found to be interesting because I, I don't know why they made that choice, but I get the, the reluctant hero is always a trope in these kinds of things. Like, I don't, like, why would I do this? I'm just a farm boy or yeah. I'm just a whatever. Why would I do this? And then, because if you don't do it, no one else will. That's Frodo, that's Luke, that's everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, Neo, anybody. Um, but here... The first thing he does is say, like, no, baby's not my problem. I won't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Goodbye. But he has, like, three kids or two kids. I think two kids. Yeah. So it, it kind of felt odd that he'd be like, nah, F this baby. That was kind of, like, an odd choice because also the kids don't really have much of a... I mean, there's a scene where they're kind of, like, chased by but, I mean, the kids dogs. find the baby, and he's like, no, leave the baby alone. So... Which seems odd for a father to say, you know? Yeah. If, it was, if it was, like, a... A young guy without a family. It's like, yeah, I don't care about this baby. I mean, you know, but... he's kind of like the village idiot, though, right? Not in a way, but kind of. Like, there's other people in the he's, village. There, that there's people that bully him. Yeah, yeah, they pick on him. But he's, like, smarter than everybody else because he's the only one that figures out the riddle. So you left that part out. There's a wizard that comes to the village every X number of days. Yeah. And he recruits people to join his wizard cult. With a pretty awesome wand, right? Like it's kind of like curly uh, wand. Yeah. Um, and then Willow solves the the riddle, but he doesn't say it. So he's smarter than everybody else. He's got the magic in him, but he's like too insecure of himself. So spoilers, I guess. But his ultimate arc is to realize that he can do it, right? He, he's um, yeah, he believes he's a magic in himself. Person. That he's a magic person. Um, I think. As much as I love uh, Warwick Davis in this movie or any movie, and he's great in this, Val Kilmer, I didn't remember how great he was in this. He's really good. He is. He's really, really good. But there's a he was in another movie where he had like a similar. I mean, his demeanor is is always kind of out there and outlandish. But what is that? well? Here's the thing. No, because I feel like again the twelve year olds. Like, think Val Kilmer, and the first thing they think is Batman. Like, it's yeah. just like, oh, he's the guy who played Batman that one time. Honestly, Batman might be my least favorite performance by Val Kilmer. Like, he's awesome as Iceman. He's awesome here. He's awesome. Did you ever see The Doors? The movie The Doors? Yeah, of course. Of course. He's, yeah, he's brilliant. Fantastic in, in The Doors. I mean, he's people, great in have you things. seen the accidental tattoos? They're accidentally. They accidentally get Val Kilmer's face tattooed on them instead of the lead singer of The Doors because they just watched the movie and like that's, <laughs> no, that's a good. One. That's a legitimate thing. Like, yeah, they look pretty similar though. Like, they make him look pretty similar yeah. to Jim Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's in you... True Romance, which if you haven't seen that, that's an amazing movie. As I haven't well, seen but... it. We should watch that. Um, what's that movie like? There's he's in a. Um, um, What's his name from uh, Predator and Iron Man 3? Uh, Sean, the director. Oh, God. You know who I'm talking about. The guy, Lethal Weapon. And, oh, oh. Oh, God. What is his name? What's his name? Well, whatever. The director of those movies. Um, Shane Black. Shane Black. He's in a Shane Black movie. This was like 
later in his career that was pretty funny. I don't remember the name, but it was like a. I think kiss, his, kiss, his, hang on, is this the guy that did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Is it Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Like, is Val Kilmer in that? Yeah, with Robert Downey Jr. He plays a character named Gay. That's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a good performance by him. Again, it's just like if all you think about when you think uh Val Kilmer is Batman, like you're missing out on this like whole new side of this guy who's like did really good stuff. But he was excellent in this. He definitely yes. was the the standout actor of the movie. Yeah, but let's let's talk about. I mean, we, we the action sequences are really well done. I think the special effects are really really good and they hold up. I mean, if you're expecting CGI crap, you won't get it. It's 80s special yeah. effects, but they go, look good. A lot of models, a lot of matte paintings that that I think hold up. Even though the, the I watched them Disney Plus, I assume you did too. Yeah, um, the transfer was pretty great. Um, and, yeah, they and, did a really good job of the transfer. Honestly, they, from... they didn't mess up the special effects, which happens a lot when you transfer to 4K. Um, but let's talk about like my major nitpick because I did have nitpicks, but my major one is the female uh, character whose name I'm blanking. I'm back Scorcia, Scorcia, Scorcia. I, yeah. I liked her arc of like, you know, they set up like she kind of has a weird relationship with the mom and she's like not sure about these things. But she turns like good, like in one second. And then after that, she has like two more lines in the entire movie. One is, Mom, leave him alone. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, after, like, I guess she's like seduced by Val Kilmer's character who's under a love potion. Yeah. He's the one under a love potion by the like fairies that accidentally put it on him. And right. then he like puts the moves on her and then she's like in love with him. And then like, I guess they end up together. I mean, I, I it's, you know, one of those things, but it's messy. It's, it's messy. It could have been done. I like the arc. I like the, when I saw the setup, like, okay, this, this lady's going to like, you know, kind of like turn. Yeah. I was like, okay, I like that idea, especially when they had like an awesome henchman, you know, the, yeah. the guy with a skull mask. Uh, who's yeah. killed brutally, by the way. Like, Valkyrie puts the sword on the ground, like, facing up and just, like, goes right through it. Yeah, that... So, <laughs> that, was that last battle of the movie, with whatever that is, a dragon thing, um, that... Wait, no. The, the, which one? The last battle doesn't have the dragon. The next no, to well, the last, like, big the... siege battle. Like, the last battle, yeah, is with the queen. The, with the queen, right. Yeah. yeah so, like, yeah, the yeah. last siege where everybody's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, that was way more brutal than I expected. That whole scene. Well, like it just in the eighties, we were okay with it, you know. We just like I, I watched this probably I was like six years old or whatever, you know, and I watched this and it was just like, oh, it's kind of violent, but you didn't even think about it. And yeah, uh, you know, now they would never make a movie like this. Like they would never like um Nothing. you know, some of the storytelling choices, like, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I would never make a movie like this because it ended in one movie and there was no need for a second or a third or a fourth or, you know, uh, an expanded world, even though we can talk about that. But they are making an expansion to this. Let's talk Um, about that, because that's the elephant in the room. Like, I think your reaction and mine were different. Yeah. But we ultimately got to the same point. So to me, since I was a kid... I remember, like, I was like, why didn't they ever make a sequel to this? Because this movie, this could have been a Star Wars. Like, this could have been a Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Like, 
but it wasn't as successful in the box office. It, it got its money back, made a profit, but not as big as they thought it would. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, you know, it was a hard sell, you know, in 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 back in that age again, fantasy. Like right now, everybody's trying to make the next Lord of the Rings and the next Game of Thrones, and you have you know new Lord of the Rings series, new Game of Thrones series, and this thing called the Wheel of Time, and you have all these like like uh, what's the one with the talking animals that represents people's souls? Um, oh, the Golden uh, Compass. No, his Dark Materials. Yeah, his Dark Materials. His Dark Materials, and everybody's like trying foundation in some way or the other. Is kind of like also fantasy, sci-fi kind of mix. Yeah. Um, and then and and they have all these like different um, attempts at doing this, but back in the eighties, this was not a common thing. Like fantasy was not a thing in the eighties. No, I mean action movies and dramas and that were. I mean action and drama in the eighties were the big sells, right? Like, right. And then dumb comedies, as I would think of it. Dumb like, comedies, exactly. Yeah. So so this was a difficult, a sort of difficult sell, I think. Um, still, it's so cool and so like. Um, it's pretty heartwarming. Like honestly, Warwick Davis's performance is so good that he's just like a like somebody you cheer for immediately. You're like, this guy's good, you know. Uh, this is, yeah, this is a movie that's kind of timeless, right? Yeah. So it's a pretty timeless movie. So I, I mean, I no, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I need I need better internet next time. Um, yeah, sorry. Did you hear what I said about cheering for Warwick Davis? Right? Yeah, of course we cheered for Warren, yeah, Warwick yeah. Davis. But then, okay, so then when I was a kid, I was like, they should have made the sequel. I would have loved to see a sequel. And then I started hearing they were make a sequel probably twenty years ago, and I was like, okay, that'd be great. This is the right time. I think Lucas was just done with the prequel, so he was like, well, maybe you know I can revisit this. Um, and then. Disney Plus came out, and there's this Disney Plus obsession with just content. Let's make as many of these things as we can, right? Yeah. Now we're getting Willow. It's not a sequel. It's a TV show. Yeah. I I felt excited about it, again, because of Warwick Davis. I was like, I want to see Warwick Davis doing this again, or doing any role, honestly. I like that guy very much. But how did you feel when you heard about it? When I, to I told you last night, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just like, why? <laughs> um, to be honest, like, if they wanted to do this, they should have done it 30 years ago, 25 years ago, however long ago. You yeah. know, not not now. Um, nobody's seen this movie that's uh, of a current age that's also in the Disney Plus category, I don't think, of, of people that are, are watching it. Um, well, they're going for people like me, you know, who watched it as kids. But even still, like, I mean, how many of you are there out there? And then also, like, what is this even going to be about? Like, what are they going to continue the story into? Like, it, it was a good open. This is what I always complain about. There are no more just it's a good movie. Like, yes, start, finish, done, bookend. No more. Um, yeah. And that was one of the things that I actually, I think I told you right when I watched this was like, it was one story. I don't need any more. It was like self-contained in its, you know, hour and 45 minute runtime or whatever it is. And, and it was, it was good, but I don't need it to be expanded because it, they're not going to do it justice. Maybe they will, but probably not. And I, I just go back to like, why, like why now, why, you know, yeah. 
it, it doesn't make any sense. I think two things. One, I, I completely agree with you uh, with what you said. One that I really liked about this one is that they don't really get overburdened with lore, with like, oh, uh, like this world is the world where there's, uh, I mean, there's, there's throughout the movie, there's like really tiny people. I don't remember the names, but they're like, I don't know. Yeah, they're like fairies. Toy. Yeah, fairies kind of. Um, they have like squeaky voices. They don't spend a lot of time explaining like, "Ooh, back in two thousand years ago, some people developed the ability to become tiny." Like, and I feel like that works for the movie because you're just like, "Okay, I get it. It's a fantasy world. You might have this person that starts off being um, uh, a dog. What, what kind of animal was she? And then she becomes oh. a bird. Uh, what is she a first? No, she's like uh, a. I looked it up. It's it's a weird animal. It's like a. A ferret type animal. I, right, it's a, like a ferret. It is an actual, like it's a very distinct ferretish animal. Right. So she starts like that, and she becomes a bird, and then at one point she becomes a turtle, and then a tiger, and you know, and they don't explain like, oh, she is this, and she can do this with her. Like they don't need to say that because no, they, they just show a wand. Like that's a that's all they needed to do. Yeah, I I don't think that. I don't think that they need to keep on like expanding on a universe when it's all been out there forever. Can you right? hear me? Now? Like, we don't need to know any more about these hobbit like yes. people. Hobbit like people you... just exist. Fairies exist. Like, we've all read enough stories to understand that. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Sorry, I keep cutting in and out. Um, yeah, exactly. We don't need more. And I feel like this show is going to spend a long time um setting up this like oh uh back in the day you know there was this ancient uh, like they're gonna just over explain the lore kind of like what they've done with star wars and what they've done with all these things yep. and and th so that was my first uh issue with it the second issue with it uh was that it's written by jonathan kasdan so if you don't know who jonathan kasdan is he is the son of lawrence kasdan who is um uh, one of George Lucas's favorite co-writers, he co-wrote uh, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then he co-wrote uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens with J.J. Um, Abrams. So he he wrote the, some of the best Star Wars movies and one of the best movies ever made, which is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, but his son is not Lawrence. You know what I mean? So, I mean... I don't want to like spend two hours talking about Star Wars because I actively avoid it every time I can, any chance I, I get. But like, Solo was not the best movie ever made. I'm sure the guy's a great guy. I'm sure he's more talented than what he did for that movie. But then I watched the trailer, and there's the line, like the most cliche line in history, where there's this like younger lady who's you know probably being pushed by Disney to be the next big thing, and she like tells. Um, Did you notice that he it's also being developed by like it's a, a couple people are developing this. So the other thing is, is it's the people, uh, Wendy Merkel. She's Can you hear a me now? Producer who did Arrow. Hello. 
Hey, Hello, kitty. Yeah. Oh, God. We need to go in this soon because my internet's a garbage. Um, no, did you hear what I said about um, um, like the line in the trailer? Or yeah. Was I just right. So there's the line in the trailer with the with the um, with the you. Uh, I need your you need your magic. We need it now. And I was I was just like that sounds like the line in any trailer ever made. And I was just like, like they're just making it for making it. Nobody has a story to tell. They're just like, we need content bringing Willow. The story to tell is a story that doesn't make any sense because the premise of this new show is that the princess is all grown up and she needs to find her twin brother. So, so like, that's well, the, the but the princess would be like forty now. It says a princess assembles a party to join her quest. To rescue her twin brother, so maybe it's a different princess. Maybe it's the 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 daughter of the baby because the baby would be like forty now. Yeah, well, not forty; it would be like twenty. Oh, oh it's the daughter of Sorsha. Oh, oh, why would the daughter of Sorsha be the princess? Mm. Oh, right, because Sorsha was the princess. Yeah, and then she took over the tr the throne with Mark Martigan. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, well, I mean, it could be fun. Um, yeah. I guess they're gonna like do a reference to Val Kilmer, you know, like an oil yeah, painting or something. Yeah, there's a new oh, person anyway. who they're adding as that character, a thief who's offered freedom from prison if he assists the group. So basically, it sounds like they rewrote the first movie and turned it into a series, and then they're gonna sell it for like a billion dollars. Whatever. I mean, we we're just used to this now. We're just used to Disney like rehashing it over and over again. <laughs> Gabe is having internet issues this evening. It's been it's been it's been really bad. I think it's the mic actually. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Well, let's close it out because this is. Let's close it out because his voice just cut out again, and we'll see if he can hear me. But once again. Uh, go watch Willow if you haven't seen it. It's a great movie. You should like and subscribe. I'm Joff Firth. He's Gabe at Film Opinionitis. And we'll see you next week.